Hello and welcome back to another episode of AB Side with me, Ben, and your other host, Anzi. How are you doing, Anzi? Not bad. It's a bit hot recently. It's highs it of thirty-one is, degrees. It is sweltering. Sweltering. That's a good word. Sweating like a pig. That's what we are. Yeah, and we're now locked inside a tiny room. Uh, it's not that tiny. It's my study, which is decked out in um, soft furnishings, just so just to help with soundproofing. Yeah, I like your acoustic. It's only because li- my living room is um, west facing, and the afternoon gets a bit hot. Oh. Yeah, I'm glad we're not in that room. Yeah, it's really hot in there, especially when you close all the doors and windows. Anywho, did we get any feedback? We got one piece of feedback. Oh, yeah. I think you should read the feedback. Okay. Well, this email from our active listener who regularly listens and gives us feedback face-to-face and through emails, which, by the way, keep them coming, the feedback, everybody. The feedback was for the episode on sticks and stones, the one about where we talk about words and the power of words. It says, Ben says, tongue, weird. He says, tong, rather than tongue. Yeah, I say tong. Ugh, tong, like Chinese soup. Tong. Like, like pass me those tongs to, tongs. to, to use on the barbecue. No, like, there's a U in my there. Tongue is itchy. Your, to- your tongue is itchy. There's a U at the end. It's not tongu. Tong. Tongue. Yeah, this is not the first time I've heard that, actually, about that oh, word. Weird. Is it a Leicester thing? Well, maybe, but I heard it in Leicester. I remember my friends being like, why are you saying tongue weird when it's we were just like your daughter says, I say tooth, tooth differently. Yeah, because it's not T-U-T-H, is it? It's a Welsh thing, that is. Yeah, well. It's completely a Welsh thing. It is a Welsh thing, but the correct pronunciation is tooth. Okay, I guess it's a dialect and regional dialect thing, pronunciations. Which, by the way, if you say pronunciations, that's incorrect because there is no noun in pronoun, the word yeah. pronunciation. Not spelt that with a noun inside. That's right. Yeah, I, I think I will hold my hands up and say I say tong wrong. I, I know. It's an accent thing. You can't discredit someone with an accent. It's all good. I think that's the beauty of um, the way that we've all been created with different dialects and regional accents and things like that. So I think it's magical. Not magical. Amazing. As long as you don't say scone, I think we're okay. I say scone. Oh, dear. But I, don't, I don't know what I say, actually, anymore. I've lost track of what I say, unfortunately. Anyhow, is that with the feed? That's it with the feedback, right? That's it with the feedback. Oh, there's more. This past week, I ventured and asked people for more help. Okay. With my access service. How did that go? It went well. It was received well. I think it's because I'm, I never really ask for help. Oh, wait. So you asked people to do acts of service for you? Yeah. I thought your homework was to do acts of service for other people. Oh, that too. Well, I didn't have time. <laughs> it takes time for acts of service, okay? I feel like the way I give to other people is through my acts of service. I definitely give that. I'm definitely a doer, as we established from the previous episode. But, um, yeah, I think access service type people doers don't like to ask for help. Maybe. Well, you won't know because you're not an access service kind. (laughs) You receive it. Um, But no, I I think I was brave this week and asked someone for help. 
with washing dishes. Oh, wow. That, <laughs> yeah. is, that is a big step. I think for people that give acts of service, we don't always like to receive acts of service. But like I said last week, I'm really selective with who I trust with acts of service. If I know you're any good at it, then I will let you do it. Cool. That's it with the feedback. So, Ansi, we are allowed to to see people now in lockdown. We're not isolated anymore completely. How has spending time with people affected you in the past few months? I've missed being with people for the last couple of months during the season, partly because a lot of church life, especially when you work for the church, happens when you are with people. So our vocation involves a lot of people. Being in gatherings, being in Bible studies, having one-to-ones, deep and meaningful conversations. The moment lockdown stopped, it all went digital online. And that's weird. Like, it happened before, but not to this extent. So much so, my screen time upped, as we shared at the start of our podcast. I think we looked at how much screen time we use. (laughs) Yeah, we did that. But um, I've gotten better at managing that now. Like, I don't even play games with people unless I really have to for youth group. But, um, But yeah, I think the time aspect being with people spending time with people is diminished through this season because we've had to be more creative with how we spend our time do you get me yeah so but the people that you you've seen people right now yeah but still socially distance like at a distance a safe distance so how has that has the the way that you spend time with people when you do see them changed I think so. We're no longer closer physically. But the activities that we do, say if we're doing shared activities, which we used to do, like I used to do a lot of one-to-ones with females in coffee shops. Sometimes it would be through hanging out together through shopping because, you know, some girls don't open up right away. They need to, like, take their merry time. Um... Definitely with my youth ministry, we can't play physical games. We can't be in the same room together anymore for gathering. Um, So that's been tricky. But I think that spending time now has been a lot more intentional, but there's limited what we can do, such as picnics, which is all great. I love picnics, but weather dependent. Um, Also taking into consideration mode of transport, if, if someone has means of driving great but if not then you're limited really okay so has it affected the way in which you feel appreciated or loved yes not not the absence but like the way that you have when you have met up with people when i've met up with people definitely my um what they call is a love bucket how much you feel loved (laughs) so tacky it sounds really tacky but it's true um you're i feel like the time where i spend with people i don't want it to end 
I, I get really sad when it comes to the goodbye part because like before it wasn't that bad because I call myself an ambivert now where you're that? not where you're not quite an extrovert fully and you're not quite a, a, a an introvert fully so you're on the line but I'm more on the the middle yeah and I'm I'm an ambivert a, a combination of both but I found actually I found myself getting more tired when I started seeing people in real life but I was excited because of the dopamine like it was very exciting but but then nowadays I've started to get a bit sad to say goodbye which I never did before because before it would be oh see you later see you next week or I'll see you at church I still say that to people even when I'm on the phone to people I'll see, see you at you church later. and then I'm like oh no I won't see you later yeah exactly you're not physically going to see them like December but you're on the phone yeah I know. just chatting yeah what it's just default it's just my it's my default thing as opposed to saying goodbye goodbye is very sad formal, isn't it uh, goodbye Bye. I say that a lot. I say that in all my videos. <laughs> Bye. So much. It's so high pitched as well, and people like mimic me. Bye. Yeah, I I don't think spending time with people, quality time, is not my my biggest way of. You don't care for quality time. No, <laughs> it's not. That I don't care for it. Uh, it's not my biggest thing in terms of um, how I feel loved or how I how I show love. But even just seeing someone for like 15 minutes or um, just being around other people, even if they're not like your bestest best friend, um, still has like it makes a big impact on my mood, not just in that day, but like the days before it and after it, I think. If you know that it's going to happen, if it's planned. Like anticipating seeing someone and then actually spending time with someone and then like it changes the way that you it changes your outlook i think during this lockdown season yeah i think the lockdown has meant people don't spend as much time with each other yes but when you do spend time with them and you give them that time it's more intentional like it's meaningful for those yeah, that it's never love, accidental. It's never accidental. You have to plan it, unless, of course, they rock up at your front door and you just so happen to be free and not doing a Bible study online. Um, like, just for a 15-minute doorstep chat, that, I thought, was very meaningful. Like, the fact that someone purposely came all the way to me um, with or without food. Like, I think there have been a few times where I literally just put out a stool through the window and I'm literally stood by my window and they're, they're, they're sat outside. Or even just um, having a picnic in my front garden, which has been really nice. And I think, but it's, it's tricky because no longer can you have those deep and meaningful conversations because your neighbours are listening. <laughs> I guess if you care what your neighbours are thinking. Yeah, I've got nosy neighbour. I've got one nosy neighbour. <laughs> Hello, nosy neighbour. Yeah, he doesn't know what I do or um this podcast I hope not anyway but um in terms of just you have to be very intentional and I think now that lockdown is easing and restaurants are opening back up like with the help out eat out to help out scheme 
I've seen a lot more on social media of people going out to eat and with groups of friends to the point that people that aren't there get FOMO. Do you get FOMO? Sometimes. Huh? You do? I think everyone That's gets That's a sign it. of um, you wanting that quality time with people. You're missing out. Fear of missing out. I guess it depends what it, yeah, what it is, though. Like, oh, I wish I was there having this meal with this group of people because they look like they're having a good time. Yeah. But yeah, I guess it's really hard now because you you don't know what... Everyone has a different idea of what's safe. And so some people are going to be like, even if you invite them to come and sit across from me and shovel food into your mouth less than a metre away from me, uh, they're still not going to come, all right? So... Yeah, it depends what you're comfortable with. Yeah. But you've you've been to a mass picnic gathering, have you not? Have I? Life group. Oh, it wasn't a picnic. Well, I guess we had food. Six, six of you people. guys, yeah. I've not had a big picnic. M- most I've been on a picnic is with four people. Yeah, but then you went, you ate out. I, I'm not ready to eat out. So I, the... The first time it was outdoors, that was with my bubble. Second time was in a very, like, it was very spacious. I went out today, actually, with a friend. But even then, I was very, like, oh, the waitress isn't wearing a mask nor wearing gloves. Oh, there's a lot of people in here. And I was very cautious, but I still sat, like, I was still practicing, trying my best. So I mentioned FOMO because people, I've noticed my friends that get FOMO the most, their primary love language is quality time. And so the moment they're not involved in an activity, they feel that fear of missing out. They've missed out on that fun because they really value quality time. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense, actually. The more I think about it, the more I... I agree. But then there's this other theory, JOMO. Have you heard of that? I feel like you're, you're full of... Um, Acronym. You're full of new words that you've invented. Because I hang out with... No, I don't invent them. I hang out with young people. Oh, yeah. So JOMO is the joy of missing out. And I think as Christians, we need to not... Like, when we are with Christ, when we have Christ in us... Um, we have security in him. We don't need to be jealous over someone else's actions, that the fact that you're not part of that party or gathering, and just have joy that other people are enjoying themselves. And I've, I've been praying for that because I used to get FOMO big time. And then I started blaming it on, oh, I have food FOMO. You know, I'm missing out on all that good food that so-and-so's cooking. Because I know that person's a a really good cook. And so I think it's good to pray that God will give you Jomo, joy of missing out, so that you can really be happy for someone. It's comparison at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. And we're told to, like, just be content with whatever you've been given. Because otherwise it becomes like envy. That's what FOMO is. Yeah, I think so. Coveting someone else's time, like coveting what someone else is experiencing, their experiences and moments. Yeah, it's interesting because I guess 
I guess if you feel that, it means that you feel like you need to be spending more time with a particular person or a group of people, right? It's not like every single person on your social media that gives you FOMO. Yeah, so I think it depends on the individuals. If you enjoy spending time with that person because they're a lot of fun, um, they're, a life, they're the life of the party or they cook good food and you know that they're playing a great game, you do get a sense of, oh, I wish I were there. Why wasn't I invited? Yeah, but I reckon if you, if you, if you hung out with that person all the time, you, you probably wouldn't. If you hung out with that person enough, probably wouldn't feel that. Oh, I think I wouldn't anyway. Like, you're not going to get FOMO with the people in your social bubble, are you? Because you you see them regularly anyway. Depends what they're doing and what they're eating. <laughs> is this quality time or is this just food that we're talking about? <laughs> food FOMO. Um, so if if your primary love language is quality time and you miss, especially during lockdown, you miss being with other people than your regular people you will get FOMO with anything with anyone because they look like they're having a good time yeah especially right now it's worse because quality time is hard to come by unless you it's with someone in your your family or your bubble it's funny because the lockdown has affected the whole world but certain countries they're not doing a strict lockdown because you know they don't have any cases and they're like having barbecues and they're like having these these mass gatherings and and they're having a good time and I'm like thinking to myself oh I miss this where you see them do life as a normal life which we don't have right now and it's really sad well why can't we just spend time with people over zoom oh it's just not the same your wife said to me the other day oh because she was um dropping off groceries at my front door and she was like I've not seen your legs in a while, Anzi. I was like, what? That's such a weird concept. She was like, yeah, because every time I see you, it's through a screen. And all I see is like your head and your shoulders and maybe your hands. And I'm like, that's true. You know, maybe I, I just need to show more leg. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's the fact that people aren't 3D. It's a different... That's, that's what it is, is it? It's a 3D thing. If we thing. had 3D glasses, everything would be... No, 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 no. Like, it's different talking to someone through a screen than it is in real life so like even having these conversations on zoom or or any other platform that you chat with the moment you say goodbye there's no sense of lingering and then it just goes Not silent like, oh okay, right away. Gonna go, oh uh, yeah, bye. yeah yeah and bye. okay bye. it's like bye. brexit See and then, and <laughs> slowly then I just, brexiting I just closer to the door yeah, yeah, yeah. there's all these side conversations that you miss out on and it's it's just not a nice feel. I'm re- starting to really not like and enjoy online meetings. Yeah, it's I got, a struggle. It's really bad. Like, I think it was okay at the start. It was like, you know, novel. And then and then it got really bad. And then I started having picnics with real people in real life. And then I started to, like, be, okay, I'm okay with, like, online meetings now. But now I'm starting to, like, not like it again. I, I find it really, like, a chore sometimes to... to log on it's just like i think that's one of the reasons why um people are struggling to come to our post-service rooms no it's understandable people are getting screen fatigue we keep talking about screen fatigue it's just tiring because our eyes are just like well i guess i guess it's like you're you're it's hard to be 
to get like the full experience and so it kind of feels like well why why even bother then if it's just going to be there's a lot of there's a lot of hoops you have to jump through there's a lot of like oh i can't hear you like oh your internet's gone slow like all of that on top of the fact that you then still don't get the the genuine experience and the fact that only two people can have a conversation at once really i think it's the undivided attention it's the attention that you miss out on through online conversations in real life although in real life if you're looking at your phone and you're distracted i can clearly see that and it, you're more forgiving of that compared to i'm in a bible study this kid has just lost his queen because <laughs> he's playing chess on the side and he reacts and we're about to pray and i'm like not okay with that <laughs> Sorry. It's interesting though because uh, I guess I guess teenagers are uh, more, just more honest than adults, right? Like an adult is still probably playing chess. <gasps> You're playing chess during a prayer meeting. I haven't played chess since I was like twelve. Please don't challenge me to a game. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, you don't know no, how I to know play how chess? To, I know how to play. Are chess. you no good? Um, Nobody ever plays me because they know that I'm rubbish. Oh, I'll play you. I'll play you. <gasps> okay. I'm saying like if you're a chess player, don't don't challenge me because I don't know what I'm doing. I really don't like playing online games anymore because I have to do it weekly for youth work now as a bonding. So I really don't want to play any more screen games. <laughs> but right, I, at least the teens are like admitting it. I feel like we've all been in meetings where at the very least someone is reading, like scrolling through Facebook, but they're they're probably there's are probably other people doing other things as, as well right and that's really sad you're not because i feel like it's you get out what you put in well you do but if if two of the people are talking it's quite hard to stay like if, you, if you're just listening depends how big your group yeah, size is it right does. it depends on the group but i wouldn't consider that as quality time i don't think it's quality time either it's, it's trying just... to replace quality time yeah. But in this current situation, that's the best we can do. Yeah, I think I think one-on-one -on -one conversations are better. Yeah, well, that's what a phone call's for, though. Yeah, I've actually, I feel like I enjoy phone calls more. If someone says, "Can I like, can I FaceTime you?" I'm like, "Should we just let's just do phone a phone call?" Because call. Like, you feel bad. But it also means I can. I feel like I'm allowed to be distracted if there's no one. If I'm not. Like if someone's not looking at me, but I'll be distracted with things that I can do while I'm talking. Because you can look at other things. You're not tethered to a screen. Right. Whereas when I sit down in front of my computer, I'm like, oh, well, I'm, while I'm talking to you, well, an email just popped up. So, you know, like I'll click on that. Whereas if I'm walking around the house on just on a phone call, I'd be like, oh, I, I can fold the laundry while I'm talking to you or whatever. Wow. You can multitask then? No, I wouldn't fold the laundry because that's a two-handed operation. No, no, no. Not unless you have a Bluetooth headset. Yeah, tooth. So quality time is spending time with other people and it's about being together. And I think, yeah, during this lockdown, we, it's been hard to be together. Give your undivided attention. And it's funny because um, some honest friends are like, Anzi, you're just, you're just craving attention right now. And I'm like, yes, I am. And they'll give me attention by being on my doorstep. Bless them. Like they know what I need. Yeah, I, I don't think it's really attention-seeking. It's more than just like... It's the, it's the spending time. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. It's attention. 
I don't think it's attention. It's, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Some people just want it more. I don't think it's attention. It's well, I suppose. I suppose really spending time with someone means that you're paying attention to them. Yeah, if they you, are. If you dig into it, but I don't think. I don't think craving that is attention seeking in the same way that look at me, look at me. Like, is yeah. It's, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's about have someone, someone spending time with you is essentially saying like you're worth my time. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that to me, time is a is a great gift to give someone to someone. It's hard because I I reckon there's loads of people now who have tons of time. Like it it's not not the case for everyone, but but there's loads of people that do have time because they're not going out like even if you're what working. What are they doing then? Just whatever, you know, Netflix. Like video games. Yeah. Remodeling their house. That's but... a big deal though. That's a big ordeal. Yeah, you know, like everyone, everyone's got these those projects, haven't they? Um, so I feel like we we could spend more time with people, but it's just that like it's a priority. In lockdown, though, it's more than that. Like, no, but if if like, they meant something to you, they would prioritize like spending time with you, be it through phone calls or online, or even just a doorstep chat. I guess a lot of the time, I think what lockdowns taught me is that um, it's very easy to be passive about a lot of stuff. Like social events just happen, you know, like if you're, you you don't always have to be the person that organizes stuff in regular life, right? Like it's easy to not be that person because people will just invite you along to stuff or... Oh, so you just expect someone else to invite you then, Ben? No, I'm just saying, I'm saying it's easy to do that in normal, in regular time. You know, like after church, it's easy to not... um, You don't have to be super intentional about planning out, I'm going to deliberately hang out with these people for lunch because actually you can just make those plans on the fly. Like things can just happen, I think, yes. in, in the regular pre-COVID life. But lockdowns taught me that actually, yeah, you need to be more active in an intentional, in in everything really, in, in keeping up relationships. Otherwise, they're just not going to happen. You can't just rely on like your circumstances, your environment to 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 make it work because your environment, everyone's environment is in the house. Mm. That's true. Yeah. It's sad then, isn't it? Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. And what you said about, like, if they mean something to you, then you'll make the effort. I don't know, though, because I feel like every... I mean, I've the people that I've seen, that I've spent any time with have been family, really. Family's important to you. Yeah. And I feel like I have had to compromise my like how i actually feel about being safe in order to do that you know what by bending the rules not really bending the rules no i'm not saying i've I've bent the rules but like i feel like sometimes the the guidelines are not strict enough and not that i'm an expert but um (laughs) neither of the but do you have an opinion Uh, yeah yeah have you met me um Yes, my opinion is that that things should be more kind of like stricter. And so I feel like, but I have seen family and that has been kind of a, oh, you know, it will be fine. Like I've had to convince myself 
that it's okay to be to be going to, to spend time to stay at my parents house or whatever and and so and i think it's been the same like for for family as well like it's had to be a conversation where we're like should we do this i guess it's all right right like nobody's seen anyone have they no one's been out and so it's really hard and i feel like it's going to be exhausting to try and do that with like every friend oh is it okay to see this person i don't know mm. you know so there's there's that there's that conflict of like it's not just like i'm not seeing you just because i can't be bothered i'm also not seeing you because you know we still need to be safe though who knows yeah, what safe yeah we actually do have means. to be safe we have to be mindful so we're kind of redefining how we understand what we're meant to be doing right now i think i think for me it's hard though being with family cuz it requires getting on public transport <laughs> which is a massive risk to me in my opinion um but then it has meant that i've had to up my game in terms of communicating with them online which has also been quite tiresome because of my workload being online um but don't get me wrong i've increased my phone calls to the mother um just to find out you know how things are and things like that just to keep in touch but it is it's tough cuz i think <laughs> i ha- i got stuck in a conversation recently about with a friend um and his sister hardly goes home or calls home and i was like oh my gosh that's me and i realized why because that sister actually said when confronted um was that when she goes home the parents are just sitting around they're not doing much like there is no reason for her to go home unless there's something to do like or someone to visit and you know cuz there's you know cousin visiting and things like that so they'll go and do stuff but when when you know all the family members are just sitting around watching tv that to her is a waste of her time and i and i was like oh that sounds like me like whenever i go home there's not a lot happening but yet when i'm not home all my siblings are doing stuff and they're you know taking pictures and going to the beach and and like i'm like oh i'm missing out on that activity do you know what i mean so i think it's redefining what you are doing like it's an ex- a shared experience some people like shared experiences more as opposed to just sit around and do nothing is there not something about um like you know when you're comfortable with someone because you can just like be silent be, yeah be with them and be silent that's true yeah but when you don't have much of a relationship with people especially in the family there is no reason for you to be back it's out of obligation that you go back but then i said i said it's not what you get out of that relationship it's also what you give that's a sign of maturity isn't it yeah i guess yeah cuz it's cuz your parents can't always be oh here let's let's do an activity let's you know have a barbecue or let's let's you know do the gardening together sometimes you have to just be still with them and enjoy their presence and company and i guess if you haven't seen someone for a while it takes a while to to warm up as well but home is a very specific one isn't it because it's very easy to just fall back into like the being the a child quo. yeah 
being a child getting mothered <laughs> fussing over you i'm gonna go play video games in my room oh really no. you do that <laughs> no. please tell me you don't do that Ben. No, you got kids i've got all, all my video game consoles are in my house now <laughs> much to your wife's dismay um but i think it depends on what you know because it's not just what i can get out of this friendship or relationship So during lockdown, it got a bit lonely. Don't, don't get me wrong, it got really lonely. I made friends with the Gogglebox people. <laughs> I, I really like them because they're so funny. I, they, they became part of my life. And so actually, I, I realise now that I... <laughs> I think I would probably make a really good Gogglebox candidate. <laughs> Is there a new, a new venture for you? No, I don't think I'd be of great interest, though. I guess I'd have extremist views because I'm Christian, in their opinion. So I don't settle for, uh, like, every, the normal person who swears and, like, it's normal for them. But um, but it wasn't until I joined a support bubble, had a support bubble, that's when me and another friend were just chatting away when we watch movies. <laughs> Much to my other friend's dismay. I was going to say, yeah. Be quiet. I can't imagine all, all of you. <laughs> no, it's just two of three of us chatting away. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's individuals that you know who will do a commentary while they're watching something. Our pastor is another one. Oh, don't go to the <laughs> cinema with him. Yeah, he's quite noisy. Yeah. Don't sit next to him at the cinema. Yeah. But he likes to chat. It's just in between scenes. It's just It's just what makes it fun. That, to me, is quality time, TV. I guess spending time with someone, yeah. Yeah, because you're spending time with them. You're a shared experience through the TV. Because if you're just sat in silence, it's just you could just do that yourself at home. Can you? When you're watching a film by yourself, unless you really need to concentrate. But to me, it's like I'm watching Iron Man with um, my one of my friends in the support bubble. And, and like, he'll tell me, you know, oh, yeah, uh, Spider-Man used to be owned by Sony. Just these small conversations that would come up during the Iron Man films. Like, oh, this is Mark 1, this is Mark 2. And I'm like, oh, this, well, then what happened? Oh, no. And, you know, like, we're both emotionally invested in this movie because we're talking about it. But not throughout the, you know, the dialogue scenes or the big scenes, but generally when it's a slow moment, it's just sharing that quality time. And I think that's okay, but not everyone agrees with me. No, I think that's I think that's fine. Well, we were talking about like how guys spend time last week. Yeah, and like shared experiences. Yeah, it's normally experiences, unless you're being very intentional, and that's fine. Like because you've all gone through that same thing together. Oh, remember what, that time when like you fell in a river, Ben, on when you were going on holiday with your friends? And... <laughs> no, I don't remember that time. There's a flash thunderstorm. Um, or yeah, like it's, it's for me, spending time with people is just as much about those experiences of going through something together as it is about like having to have a serious conversation every time because memories is building yeah, memories. Exactly. Yeah. But get this, I'm the type of person to document it as well. Are you? I haven't noticed. For photos and, yeah. and, and, and videos and stories. And then I will look back. And I'll be like, remember that time where, you know, I was the photographer for your two children and did a cake smash 
And your daughter was fine with the cake, but your son was not okay with the mm. cake. You went there, Ben. Those are good ones, good photos. Those are amazing photos, but it was just a fun experience that I'm glad I was part of for your kids. And then, um, like, it's just these memories that when you look back, is it bad that we look back all the time? Nostalgic? I don't know. Nostalgia is, is a, a funny one. It is, because it, it, it's almost like longing for you're looking back like lot's wife you want to yeah you want to recapture (laughs) that time become a pillar of salt do you ever get that with music i get that with music. yeah absolutely was it you that says i'm stuck in the 90s (laughs) my music taste uh no no i'm always surprised i always surprise myself when i remember that you like good music oh yeah yeah it's always it's always a shock to me when you know some bad, thing, you're judgmental, Ben. Well, but I've, I've judged you in a positive way. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but, well, no, I think, I think it's, um, it's the memories. It's building memories that... It's time at the end of the day. It's the shared experience. It's the enjoying and making most of every opportunity. I guess the important thing is quality time, though, right? Like... Making the most of every opportunity. Yeah, it is. Making the most of every opportunity is part of like, yeah. making sure that you're not wasting that time. Yeah, like if you're hanging out with people and everyone's on their phones, it's like, what's, what are you gaining from that experience? You know? I picked up on that the first time I was with humans after 88 days alone during lockdown. Yeah, what? I was like, whilst we were having lunch, our first, this was my reunion lunch, and uh, suddenly the two boys were like looking at their phones. I'm like, what? What is this? Is it time to look at phones? Oh, okay. I guess I'll look at my phone. Like I didn't know what the yeah. social etiquette was. <laughs> well, I guess really the social etiquette should be you shouldn't do that no, when but there's there people are, around. There are times where we want to look at our phones. Like maybe we need to message someone or maybe it's. Yeah. But, but I know these things can wait. And then you just homeschool. Oh, let me just click on that. Oh, now I've gone into my like social media routine of like check one check another you know it's funny because you claim to not know social media but yet you are always on it yeah i'm I'm a lurker yeah you are yeah yeah but you never contribute yeah you're a consumer what i'm doing is i'm looking for something that is interesting but i often don't find it to me it is scrolling your life away that is a bit of a waste of time Unless you are having these conversations with people, which I enjoy doing. Yeah. Like commenting. Otherwise, what's the point? Why are you lurking? Are you just wasting your time for the yeah. sake of it? Well, you know, I, like actually that Habits book that I mentioned the other week, um, it's like a cue. Yeah. It's like uh, if you feel like there's nothing to say, then you just like you find yourself reaching just oh just check or if there's a conversation going on with other people and you you're not part of that conversation because they're talking about something or something that you you're not like a subject that you're not included in yeah you you just oh i'll just i'll just yeah it's it's um it's a habit i think that we're in um rather than a a conscious thing because if you're being conscious and deliberate what did people used to do with that phone then yeah exactly Mm, what did they do probably just sit have there. better social skills than people they just sat there and said nothing and just stared at a wall or maybe just made more effort in the conversation interesting i can't imagine a life without phones now yeah it's it's tricky do you want to talk about church 
church has been obviously we're doing church online at the minute and it's hard it's it's easy to feel very isolated like church is something that is now just just for you as an individual viewer consumer how do you think church might change when we when we eventually reopen because i can't wait to be back with people again but is it gonna is it gonna be worth doing if church. if it's well we're still doing church right now right like is physical church gonna be worth like doing? pre-covid church <laughs> obviously that's gonna be worth doing but that's not the reality is that's not what it's gonna look like when we first open no, church. No, it will be a phased, slow. Yeah. Because not everyone will be. So is that going to feel. Is that going to meet our feelings of. Like, is that going to satisfy our, our needs for, for time with, with other believers if we are unable to come close to, to people or. Praying with people will be difficult because you, you've got to be like one meter plus away from them. Right, so it will all be a different thing. So I wonder if if it if it will be, I it's going to be better than what it is now. But I think I think it'll be better than what it is now. But it won't be as I think I will be happy with whatever. But it won't. I was what I was looking through old stories, um, Instagram stories of corporate worship. Yeah, from last year from camp. And I, I had a sweeping sensation. An emotion just came over me and I was just so nostalgic and I was like really just like, I miss corporate worship. And I just had like a bit of a cry because everyone was just like not constrained by their worship. But now I feel like worship has been different because we are literally worshipping through a screen. Or you're worshiping through your yeah, I know, but it's 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 the sense of you're not together in worship. Oh yeah, because yeah. you're not seeing. Like I know that when you see other people worship, well, yeah, of course, it's an encouragement. To it each is other. an encouragement to one another. It's it's quality. Yeah, and it's going to be hard to figure out what what church is going to look like when we do come back, whenever that is. Do you think Jesus gave a lot of quality time to people? Yeah, we were talking about Mary and Martha last week, right? Like, Jesus is like, forget your, forget your acts of service. Come and spend some quality time, because that's the more important thing right now. Do you think Jesus ever wasted time? I don't know. Probably not. It depends what you mean by wasted time. Like, do you think there was ever a moment where he didn't ever not do anything yeah he it says like he went away into the mountains into the wilderness praying though that's still doing something yeah but well it says to to like refresh as well um what sleep (laughs) is sleep quality time (laughs) no that's not spending time with people is it but it's it's good quality sleep for your own soul though we need that (laughs) quality time implies with somebody else it's all about we're talking about relationships well, but can we not have quality time with Jesus? Yeah, that's in a relationship. Quiet time. That's a relationship, isn't it? So, is there no such thing as quality time alone? That's not what we're talking about. 
Like, we're talking about spending quality time with people. Does it, so it's only applied with people then? You can't have it alone? In the, <laughs> in the frame of like this mini, this series, listeners, is sort of based on the love languages. Oh, you yeah. Can't, loving yourself is not the same thing as loving the people that you have relationships with, right? So when we're talking about quality time, we're but talking ben, about it in a relationship. doesn't it say that God will never leave us nor forsake us? God is always with us. So yeah, therefore... It's a relationship with God. Yeah. That's not... You just said, can you spend quality time with yourself? Which, yes, that obviously that is a, an understanding of what those words mean. But in our context of relationships, quality time with okay. someone, including Jesus. But surely when you are by yourself, you are having quality time with Jesus then? Are you always having quality time with Jesus when you're by yourself? What if I'm praying while I'm washing the dishes? That, then you are. But what if you're watching TV? What if you're spending your Sabbath just like doing things <laughs> which are in no way helping your relationship with, with God? You know? What, like sinning? No. Like we talked about in our, in our Sabbath episode, in our rest episode. I guess the, the, the equivalent would be like... If I said that I'm going to spend time with my wife. While looking at your phone and right, not engaging yeah. and having conversation yeah, yeah. with her. Or like, oh, it's our date night, but, you know. You have date let's have nights? A, yeah, let's have a date night, but wow. I'm just going to play video games on the date oh. night, cool? Like, that's, yeah, that's, that's not same. cool. Yeah. That's not cool. Right. So, yeah, Jesus, I'm, I'm taking a Sabbath, but, um, like, I'm just going to play video games. <laughs> is that okay, Jesus? So, yes, this is, that's a different thing. Quality time by yourself is a different thing. Would you say our devotional time... Quiet time is quality time with Jesus. I think that depends on how seriously you, you approach your devotionals, you know. There's definitely been times in my life where it's been like, oh, okay, like, it's, it's something that you tick off or something you do just before bed. So I'm just going to spend some time staring at my Bible. It doesn't always feel like a chore, but sometimes it feels like something... Something that is going to be accomplished, like, oh, I'm going to finish reading this chapter. That and sounds then you really think, legalistic you there, Ben. It. Yeah, you think back to it and then you go, what was that about? Right, that's not quality time, is it? So it depends on, on your attitude. Sounds like a to-do list task. Yeah, exactly. It's like, check, I've just spent time with God. Check, I've just checked in with my wife. Do you know what's... <laughs> you just gave yeah, me that, a side Those glance. things are both on my to-do list. Um... <laughs> It's, it's a reminder. Oh, is it not natural to you to spend no, it's quality a, it's time? it's a reminder to make sure you, you don't forget it or put it aside when, it, when things get busy. So we should always put it in, prioritise it in our schedules. You, yeah, we should always prioritise it in our schedules, yeah. Um, what's really helped me is, has been this, this soap thing that, that um, came up when we, we did this Walking With God course um, at the start of the year, where you're encouraged to spend you're encouraged to read five chapters of a book. Do you remember when... Bible book. When we were introduced to this and we were like, five chapters of the Bible every day. Five? Five chapters? Five chapters of Genesis? Like, like 50 verses long? Yeah, some people just do one verse a day, which is really sad. Yeah. yeah. But actually, I found that doing that often means that even on those days when you're not able to focus on every verse of that... There is at least enough volume there that that you that that God can speak to you in in some of it, you know. Yeah, but it's time though, isn't it? Because 
There were days where I wouldn't have time to read five chapters a day. You don't have time to spend time with God? No, but like there are days where a meaningful soap time or devotional time would be an hour. But then I'm like, how long is yours? And some people would be like, oh, yeah, 15 minutes, half an hour. And I'm like, oh, what what have I been doing wrong? But then does quality time with God, should that be quantified with the time? No, only you can tell if it, if you spent quality time. But, you know... Can like, people have quant- quality through 15 minutes? Of course you can. Actually, having a 15-minute conversation with someone, like where you're actually just talking to them about real stuff, is quality time, oh, isn't it? Oh, I you guess, know? I guess, yeah. 15 minutes of actual real, real talk. Um, I think it's a bit, you know, I don't, I don't want to preach, but I think we uh, delude ourselves if we say we have no time to spend time with God. Because I'm sure that everyone listening right now, actually, you know what? Not listening to our podcast, uh, <laughs> spending time with God would be a better use of your time than listening to our podcast. But even if you want to listen to this quality um, entertainment and teaching that we're putting out, you can find, look at screen time in your phone. You can find at least 15 minutes of, of time in your phone. Did you know 1% of your 24 hours is 15 minutes, less than 15, 14 minutes? Oh, and you can bring it I'm out of your phone and just check that. Just, that. Just yeah, yeah it is. Sure. I've I've checked with all my mathematician friends. One percent of twenty-four hours in your day is actually fourteen minutes. Yeah, it is. It's fourteen point four minutes. And so, are you able to spend one percent of your day with God? Fourteen minutes—that's all. Yeah, exactly. Then again, I'm quantifying it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and there are days when we really are just like struggling. Busy, yeah. Um, but I think it's just priority. This is just like, yeah, it all comes down to like, oh, yeah, well, I couldn't read my Bible today because I had to write that essay that's due in tomorrow. Well, you didn't have to write that essay today, though, did you? You could have planned it a bit better and, you know, like, like use your time more wisely. I think it's rare that, that you find someone who is so busy that they genuinely can't fist it then it's just priorities if your primary love language is quality time like what should we do like how can people be part of that i think it's spending time with people right oh wow it's so obvious no i think it's part of like being active listening and yeah making eye contact and putting away technology and but again it doesn't have to be like it's being intentional it's being yeah, intentional yeah. It's being intentional yeah because it doesn't have to be conversations does it it doesn't ha- always have you to can be have conversations quality time playing football with your friends yes a shared you experience and I, can't, but I don't want to play football if you're a sporty person then you you might enjoy that so, so for me, board games are a lot of fun. So planning some activity and doing something fun, even something as crazy as like a spontaneous last minute picnic or, um, yeah, just, just doing, making plans and going to the park, going for a bike ride, going for a leisurely walk along the canal. That's always fun. Doing something different. I think that's what it is. Quality time is... Oh, although I feel like you can still get quality time out of doing something out of routine. 
together. You're doing something together. Washing the dishes together. I'm like I wash dishes with you after last week. Oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to be in close proximity to you. But I mean, your, like your draconian washing rules. Well, so Christmas time. I actually don't mind washing the dishes during Christmas time for my family because I know that I'll be stood by the sink washing, and then like maybe a sister or a brother-in-law will be wiping the dishes and putting them away, and that's where we have decent conversations. Mm. See, to me, that is. A shared experience, and it's a good catch-up. Like I love that. I love bonding with people through a task. To me, that's combination of acts of service and quality time. And I think as family members, or even through friends at church, that's why I enjoy serving at church because there are other people that are like Martha, and they will like to engage in conversation. Granted that they can multitask, I think that's really powerful and enjoyable. So I think our take take home point would be yeah, be really intentional. Yeah, especially now, like something that that I was encouraging our life group to do months ago. Actually, I can't believe how long we've been doing this. Five months um, is just like go down, like scroll down your contact list and and see. Oh, you know, I haven't heard from this person in a while. Like. And don't don't be the passive person assuming that because nobody's contacted you, that means they don't want to... That they don't care? Yeah. Because they might, they might be like me with, with uh, quality time and, and uh, an acts of service where actually it's like the bottom of my list. It doesn't mean that I don't care, but it's just uh, less less awareness of it. I also know that when you... If your love language is quality time and you are feeling really lonely and FOMO, be the person to initiate. Be the person to be like, hey, Anzi, can we have a picnic together? And I'll be like, yeah, let's let's do it. Come round, you know, let's do this. So in terms of quality time, we'd love to hear your feedback in like how you guys spend your quality time, what you guys enjoy. Um, and if you have trouble with initiating quality time, we'd love to hear your thoughts as to why as well. But um, we'd love to hear your feedback. Yeah, get in touch, abside at the bcc.org.uk or hit us up on social media. All right, I challenge you guys. Until next week, I'll see you later. Are you really going to see us, though? No, I won't, but... No, don't say see you later. See, say have a good week. See you later. Ugh. Have a good week. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye.